0: as well. Today we have our very own Miss Kaylin England, icon, agent with eXp Realty. Welcome. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me here, John. You're such an inspiration to me, so it really means a lot to have me on the call. And thanks everyone for coming.
0: Yes, yes. So tell us who you are, how you got started in real estate.
1: So a bit about me, I've been a realtor for five years now. I joined eXp Realty in August 2019. Um, I'm an Icon agent now, which is so exciting that I'm getting paid my commission back in shares in the company. That was my goal. So that's the goal to carry on every year. Um, What got me here, I took my honours degree in business at Okanagan College And then I ended up doing a six month volunteer program, did a diploma in international relations, went to Mozambique. That was probably the coolest thing I've ever done. And then I ended up working in the oil sands until 2015. So I bought my first house when I was 25, put in a basement suite, rented out the upstairs. And that kind of got my love for real estate investing and everything going. I always wanted to be a realtor. My grandma was actually a realtor. Yeah, I remember driving around in her car, singing along to music, and we're, like, going in the trunk, and her signs are back there and everything, so that was kind of cool, but I wanted to wait until I actually had experience myself, so then I got um, laid off in 2015 when oil tanked (laughs) from the oil sands, so I started working at a local company, but it was kind of a dead end job. They kept um, me on six month contracts. And on the end of the third contract, they told me they weren't going to renew it. Wow. So then I was took my exam and went full time into real estate. So it's kind of a blessing in disguise that mm-hmm. I didn't have anything to fall, fall back on. And I just had to go full time straight into real estate.
0: Yeah. How, how important do you think that is for you know agents considering or aspiring agents considering getting into real estate? Like is it better to go full-time both feet in or is it better to have a cushion and have a a full-time job and then do part-time real estate? What do you think?
1: Personally, I think that I needed the full-time because I had a good salary um, when I worked up North. I guess it wasn't as good when I worked locally, but I feel like if I had that to rely on, I wouldn't have tried as hard and I wouldn't have had as much time also.
0: Gotcha. So really the best thing to do in real estate is to become full-time right away.
1: I think so. You have so much opportunity. And I think that, um, the quicker that you can work on it, the faster you'll get to your goals.
0: Right. You can allocate all your energy and time into just focusing on making sales in real estate. And I think it's, it's so important, but I also get it. Like if people need that cushion, In order to get started if they don't have six months uh, of uh, savings to come into real estate then they might need that full-time job did you have a cushion of six months savings or did you just like blindly come into real estate
1: i was fortunate so when i worked in the oil sands i did save because they would fly me out there and then i would stay in camp and then i was able to save most of my money unless i Went shopping or something like that but i didn't have to buy groceries or anything like that out there so oh, it was really easy to save and then you do work so much overtime that you're making more than you would at home so yeah. i had that and then i also was fortunate to have um, a partner and we moved in together when i started real estate so i was really lucky in both ways i had him if there was a bad month or something and then i also had mm-hmm. my savings
0: Okay, so savings and a partner that you, you know you support each other. Yeah. So when you got into real estate you know first couple of years was it was it easy or was it like a grind like most of us if we have no mentorship or, or anybody to rely on.
1: I think it was a bit of a grind and a hustle I definitely tried everything that all the different coaching companies would tell you. So I would door knock and do open houses and tell 20 before the open houses and all of that. But I felt like I was lacking confidence. Um, (laughs) I I was lucky and I made a sale right away. Uh, My first two sales, one was my mom's cousin and then the other one was my friend's parents. So I was really lucky that I had people in my sphere of influence that trusted me already. And they knew that I was a hard worker. So I was lucky that I was able to make those sales quickly, but I felt like I was lacking confidence when I was talking to strangers. So Mm -hmm. I think I tried a lot of things that maybe didn't work for me and my personality. And I think that working with my database is really what got me going in the business.
0: Gotcha. And you were born and raised in Okanagan?
1: I was born at the coast, but my parents moved here when I was six months old. So I grew up in Vernon and then I moved to Kelowna in 2014.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. And then immediately after that, you started real estate. So you didn't really have a big sphere if you only moved uh, by 2014.
1: Yeah, I did do some courses in college um, in Vernon. There's a campus in Vernon and Kelowna. So I did a couple of classes in Kelowna. So I had a couple of connections from there. And then um, when I moved here, I did go into like all sports and tried to network and do some stuff there. So I did have a little bit of a base, but it's definitely Mm -hmm. grown a lot more since I've been in business. Actually, I've made a lot of friends with um, different lawyers and mortgage brokers and stuff like that. So that's expanded my database as well.
0: That's awesome. So were you involved in any networking groups or did you just meet them by way of doing business out there naturally?
1: I actually was the marketing director for Kelowna Women in Business for two years. So okay. we put on events around once a month. And then we, at the end of the year, we would donate all the proceeds to a local charity. So I met a lot of people through that. Oh, perfect.
0: Um, so it's just something just that you did out, out of contri- contribution. It wasn't like, okay, I'm going to go here because I'm a realtor. So I can make contacts, right?
1: Yeah, I always... Like to give back, so even in high school and college, I was doing lots of fundraisers and volunteering for the local mm, for different charities. And and in college, I was a, in a huge. Um, I was in Inactus; it's called now, but it was called SIFE at the time. And it's kind of um, students that do fundraisers and give back to the community. So gotcha. yeah, I've just always been interested in that.
0: That's very good. So in your first couple of years, it was all about your sphere supporting you. And you had this uh, organization that you contributed to and volunteered at that had you meet more people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's good. That's good. And so in, in your first couple of years, uh, how, how many transactions, uh, how many families did you help your first year?
1: My first year was 11. I, I got my license wow. on Valentine's Day. <laughs> and That's then, really good. Yeah.
0: Awesome. And then second year?
1: I believe it was 14, and then it went to 20-something.
0: Wow, so gradual. It was mm-hmm. gradual. Now, the third year, uh, 14, that's when you joined eXp, correct?
1: I was around 20, yep, when I joined okay. eXp. Okay,
0: perfect. And you then doubled your business?
1: Almost, yeah. And Well, I guess in the anniversary, my last anniversary year was just over 40 deals, but the wow. calendar year, it was 30 something. So okay. I guess it depends which way we look at it.
0: Yeah. You doubled your business in one year. What do you think contributed to that?
1: Well, I hired a coach, um, okay. which was helpful. And then just being around the group at EXP, I plugged into all of your calls, um, the Tuesday and Wednesday calls every week. And that, <laughs> I feel like I just took on a lot of information and, and I don't know if, Like, I do feel like I would grow every year regardless, because I'm always um, striving to do more and learn more. But I feel like being around top producing agents, it helped me to be better and think better and just have better conversations and working with people at a higher level. It really helps my business.
0: Yeah. So hanging around with people who are doing a lot more than you pulled you forward in your production. I I think that's just natural. You are the average of the uh, five people that you hang out with the most. And, you know, we hung, we hung out, but through Zoom in the past, <laughs> like two, three years, right? So I think that has definitely helped. Um, but backing up to your first year, second year, um, you know, 11 deals and 14 deals. I mean, that, that's actually really, really good for a new agent, right? And was it all Sphere, all those uh, transactions, or did you have other sources as well?
1: Most of it was Sphere. I had a couple online leads. I was using Agent Locator.
0: Okay. Agent Locator. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, so basically Sphere and then online leads. And what what does it look like today, um, how you're able to help 40 families and where do they come from, all those transactions?
1: It's still mostly Sphere, uh, to be honest. Um, And then, yeah, I've got, now I'm starting to get some repeat clients, and then referrals from my past clients, which is like the biggest, yeah, most grateful for that. Um, I do still do online leads through, I use some KV Core and Facebook ads, but the majority of my business is still through my database.
0: Oh, very cool. Very cool. So what do you think um, is your best practice to cultivate that database?
1: Well, I guess my I guess what I was doing was an annual like holiday party. Oh, okay. Holiday then, party.
0: How, how, have you been doing that ever since you started or was, have you been doing that only for a couple of years?
1: Um, I think this is the third. Well, actually I skipped last year, before. or not last year, but the year before. So we did one in 2021. We had, oh nice. Um, we had a photographer come out and we did like family photos for people um, for the holiday. And then we had, um, like local bakery treats and then um, apple cider. (laughs) So that was fun. The year before with COVID being kind of weird, we didn't do anything that year, but the year before that we went um, to a winery. So I guess I've done two of them so far. And then on top of that, just trying to keep in communication by calling them every quarter and going for lunch with some of them. I usually go for lunch with like my top referral partners or like my aid clients.
0: Awesome. So you really follow a system, calling them once a quarter, taking out your top uh, referral clients and also uh, giving back to your clients by treating them to a nice party.
1: Yeah. I think that's
0: really important. I think that's understated. Um, so that's really, really good practice. And guys, uh, if you're not calling your past clients and center of influence every quarter, you're making a mistake. That's how you build it. And you got to call your top clients uh, at least once a month and lunches, coffees. You, you got to do it. You're, you're pounding the pavement. You're building that database. And the client parties, I think, are a must. I only started doing them 10 years into the business. I wish I had done them way, way earlier. Um, Any struggles as you were uh, a new agent coming up?
1: I think the biggest struggle, well, there's probably two. One is time management. I'm a bit of a workaholic, but then Mm. I almost sometimes get more productive after dinner when I should be hanging out with my husband. Right. One of my things that I'm working on now is work-life balance and really Stopping work at a certain time, unless I'm in an offer or there's an emergency, of course, but just stopping work around dinner time and spending the last couple hours of the day with my husband. And then the other thing is just managing clients' expectations. I think it's important to communicate upfront with them, Mm -hmm. just to let them know because people, you know, they're busy too, they're working. Once they get off work, talk to their partner at dinner, then they want to start texting about all their ideas. So yeah. if that's the time that I'm trying to take off as well, then I just need to clearly communicate that with them just so ah, that they're ah. happy through the process as well.
0: That's true. Yeah. Setting your uh, expectations with your clients. Like this is the time I work. This is the time that I don't work.
1: Mm-hmm. that
0: This is me time. Uh, talking about setting expectations as the market is changing. I don't know what how it's like in Kelowna, but we just had a 50%, uh, sorry, not 50%, 0.5% increase in rates today how are you managing uh clients expectations given that it's changing with the interest rates
1: well i think for buyers i've had a couple that because they had rate holds they're rushing to buy now before the rates go up anymore Mm -hmm. and then for sellers um A lot of them, I'm seeing a lot of listings now. So it seems like a lot of people are trying to jump on the bandwagon because Uh. the market's good. So I do see a little bit of a shift here as well. Um, It's still definitely a seller's market, but I think we do need to have that conversation with our clients as well, that things are changing a little bit and buyers have more options now.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think all of us on this call uh, really got to pay attention to that and, you know, start making those calls this week, like today, starting today, letting them know, Hey, this is what's happened today. Do you have any questions for me? Right. I think that's providing a lot of value and you can set expectations with that as well. So awesome. Well, you got uh 40 transactions last year. How about this year? What What are you on track for right now? After Q1? This year,
1: Hopefully around 50.
0: Um, I actually
1: got stuck in Mexico in January, (laughs) so.
0: Oh, and um, you still did, you're still on track for 50.
1: I think I'm a little bit like it would be around 44, but I'm going to try to catch up. I feel like actually we'll see what happens with like more um, the market shifting a little bit, but I'd say normally May, June, like maybe March to June are usually busy months. Busiest
0: for you. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So January didn't really matter then.
1: Well, I actually really lucked out. Some of my partners at eXp helped me out and I referred a couple clients. So there were still some sales made, which is really awesome awesome because I want to start a team. So that was kind of like practice for me. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's great. See, that's what eXp uh, does for you. It's like, although they're not on your team, but they're willing to help.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it benefits everyone too. Right.
0: That's awesome. So the next step is building a team. What, what, what do you think uh, your team will look like five to 10 years from now?
1: Well, right now I have a full-time admin that's working with me. And the goal for this year is to bring on a partner agent to work with me um, in five to 10 years. We're trying to start a family. So oh, my plan okay. is to have a team going um, with some good structure and systems so that when we do have young kids, I can be home with them a little bit, but then the business continues going. That's
0: right. That's right. And uh, I can help. I can help you with that.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I need some tips. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So yeah, your production is increasing every year and you're working hard. Uh, you're so calm all the time. How do you deal with stress? Or do you ever get stressed out?
1: I, I do get stressed. I think that I am calm when I'm talking to my clients and then when I get off the phone, myself, family <laughs> can see how stressed <laughs> I am. <laughs>
0: Is there anything that you do specifically to de-stress yourself?
1: Well, I'm working on, and this is another thing that I'm always constantly working on. That's my morning and evening routine. Okay. Um, Yeah. Having a little bit of exercise in the morning starts out the day good with some endorphins. And then um, journaling as well, I think is important. Mm -hmm. I bought a journal that prompts me for gratitudes and my intention for the day. So I get to... Have some positive self talk before the day starts, which is nice. And then at the end of the right. day, there's a little bit of self reflection.
0: Is that like um, someone that you followed as a system, or did you just think of it yourself and like, I just need to journal? So I got to get a journal for myself.
1: Well, it probably came from my real estate coach. I've heard it so many times over the years, no. but I would always fall on and off of doing my journaling. And usually mm-hmm. I would just use like a blank lined journal. But this time mm-hmm. I actually found a journal that. Like prompts with different things to talk about. Right. So what
0: is it called? That's... What is this journal called?
1: Um, I actually don't know. I, I can find it and send it to you. I actually got it at home sense, so it wasn't like <laughs> yeah. I researched online. I actually just okay to, to find it while I was thinking about journaling. So
0: that's so cute. Home sense. That's awesome. So you, you, right now, do you have a coach?
1: I do. I am working with. Jess Lunival from Seven Figure Agent. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's from Ontario and the program is all about implementing systems, um, automating, delegating, and social media marketing. So if you look at my social media, that's the style that she teaches. So it's not about Mm. posting just sold, just listed. It's about posting like personal information as well as items of value and testimonials and stuff like that to really connect on a personal level with the client. Um, But it actually started with deciding who the niche, like who your target market is Mm. and then interviewing them and working back that way. So my niche is upsizers and also investment minded clients. So if you look at my social media, it's mostly talking to upsizers and growing your space, selling your home, that kind of stuff.
0: That's very cool. Um, how important do you think it is for an agent to start out with a niche?
1: I think, I guess, yeah, for me, I didn't really start with a niche. And if I look back at my sales, I had a lot of first time home buyers, which is mm-hmm. great because if you can build and nurture that relationship, then when they want to sell and upgrade, then hopefully you're the person that they think of.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: I think having a niche is really important to differentiate, differentiate yourself, especially yes. if the market does change this year, then we need to do something to stand out from everyone else. Whereas right now or the last two years, it might've been a little bit easy to find buyers. Exactly. But now what, like, what are we doing? That's different. That makes us mm-hmm. stand out. So I do think it is important to have a niche. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So your niche is like you're, now you're going to be known as the upsizer agent. That's like, that's like
1: cool. <laughs> just,
0: this is exactly what I do. And that's how I'm different than others. And if someone is looking for an upsizer agent, like I'm your gal. Exactly.
1: Right? And
0: right. I think like, that's one of the biggest mistakes that I made in my career. When I first started, it was like, I would take anything anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And, and once I said, uh, this is what I'm willing to do, then I started to attract more opportunities, just solely doing that. Oh, wow. And yeah, I think it's way better to have a niche. So younger agents, like, I think if you are coming in right now, pick a niche, either it's going to be a location or a type of property that you do, or uh, like, like your, yours, like the demographic that you do. I think that's very, very important to differentiate yourself as the market changes. That that's a really, really good point. Um, tell me more about uh, coaching and mentoring. How, how important do you think that is in real estate sales?
1: I think it's really important because with you, with a coach, they also keep you accountable. So I had a coach before, that was awesome. Um, I felt that some tactics were a little bit old school. And even when I started at my previous broke, brokerage. It was all about, I was drawn to them because they had a lot of coaching, Mm -hmm. um, but everything was so old school. So I really like my new coach, how it's all about social media, systemizing, delegating, and just things that I hadn't heard of from my previous coaches. Mm -hmm. So I really think that's important to find what, what you like to do and want to learn and then find a coach that teaches that because there's so many coaches and Mm -hmm. they do teach different things. So I think it's really important to find what resonates with you and the type of, or I guess that your personality, what do you want to do? Like for me, I don't want to cold call a bunch of people. <laughs> so the way that I'm doing the social media marketing people in my database that I haven't talked to in a while are starting to reach out to me. I had, oh, wow. yeah, I had somebody that reached out to me on social media recently, and I'm going to be helping them sell their property and it was somebody that I hadn't talked to since high school, but we were Facebook friends. So
0: it's not somebody that
1: I would have just called because I didn't have their phone number, but then they came to me after it was after months and months of posting, but it was, it was a really great compliment. So it's, it's nice that even if they don't comment and you can't tell if people are listening, like they are watching you.
0: So true. Wow. Um, and your content is mostly, I see what, from what I see, videos.
1: I'm, try- I'm trying to do some videos. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. How important do you think video is versus a, a, a post like with um, just graphics or like, you know, testimonials, what do you think is more effective?
1: Well, I think that testimonials are really important and mm. I actually would like to get some of those on video, but I haven't yet mm. um, video, I guess the social media algorithms like video so I think yes. that's why um, we've been directed to do more video I'm trying to get on to do some reels because they're funny and at first I was intimidated and shy but now that I've done a few it's like addicting and like watching <laughs> reels with what's the next one that I can do for my <laughs> yours are really good you're,
0: you're, you're getting a lot better every time I see it so good for you Wow. So videos and testimonials, like just listed, just sold. Uh, you don't do a lot of that, but you do some. Um, I'm trying to do
1: it more in my stories so that it's not stories. just like a post.
0: Inundating your, your feed, right? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So guys, social media. Social media is key in today's world. Uh, so you're telling me you don't cold call anymore? Or have you ever cold called?
1: I've tried. I have <laughs> I have cold called. Um, if there was a listing, I would call the neighborhood and okay. talk to people. And then I would, I would usually plan an open house to invite them to. So then there was a mm. no reason to call them. So I have done that. Um, and then calling leads, but so that's a bit warmer. I don't do right. circle prospecting or anything like that. Yeah. I've tried, I'd say I've tried almost everything a little bit, but working with my database And the social media that I'm doing, I feel like it's just more natural and comfortable. And it's funny because if I did get, I sent out lots of postcards just sold or talked Mm -hmm. to people on the phone and they weren't, they didn't end up being my demographic. The phone numbers I could find, or the people that were replying to my postcards were usually downsizers. Oh, but then I was looking for upsizers. So they're mostly on social media.
0: Ah, wow. Okay. So you're very strategic about this whole thing. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's actually, I would say calling around a listing is not really cold, cold calling, right? You're in fact, um, you have a real purpose. Like I'm getting the word out about my listing or the listing that I just sold, uh, just wondering who else do you know? I think that's like more targeted instead of straight up cold calls. Um, have you ever called expireds or for sale by owners?
1: I have, yeah. Um, The first oh. time I got my, the, a door slammed in my face was for sale by owner. <laughs> um, I got one expired listing once, so it does work, but it took a few months, and it happened to be, um, I first talked to them right before Easter. This is probably my second year in the business, and then I ended up giving them a flower, like a potted flower plant for Easter, and then they ended up listing with me, but oh that my took God. a few months to get that um listing, so... Yeah, I think it just depends what you want to do because you could add that contact into if you do pop buys for your database like you could just add those expired listings that you have c- communicated with and add them to the list so
0: awesome awesome so guys, uh, you don't have to cold call, but you have to do something and Kaylin's, uh niche right now is upsizers flyers to upsizers, and social media content geared towards upsizers. I, I think that's very smart. And whoever follows you would see that's exactly what you do. So, I mean, a lot of agents uh, start out cold calling, but you didn't. You started with Sphere and then social media. Yeah. You can do 50 plus deals doing that, guys. You don't, you don't need to cold call. So I, I want to debunk that for everyone. So You know, working so hard, 11 deals, 14 deals, now doing 50-plus transactions. What's keeping you going? What's your why?
1: My why is family and starting a family. I want to have time, freedom to spend Mm -hmm. with them.
0: That's awesome. Uh, That's why eXp is good, because you can build uh, multiple streams of income. I think that's why you're here, too.
1: Yeah, at my old brokerage, I... I actually should have looked it up. I don't know the exact amount. I think it was between 30 and 40,000 that I paid to them my last year. And I wasn't doing a ton of, I mean, 20 something deals. So there was no end in the commission split. It it got smaller and smaller, but if I was doing what I'm doing now, I would be paying them even more. But my last year at EXP, I ended up getting paid to be at EXP.
0: That's amazing. Wow. Okay, so join EXP. (laughs) Good. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing all that. Now, if there is uh, one piece of advice for us to move forward in 2022 and really have a good year, what what do you think that advice would be for agents?
1: I think there's kind of two things. Um, Delegating as much as Mm -hmm. you can. I know a lot of people are really good at, you know, the graphic designing in Canva and, organizing all their paperwork and stuff like that. But if you can delegate that off, you have so much more time to talk to more people and help more people. So that's probably the number one thing. And then also getting a coach, I think is really important that that's definitely pushed me to hire somebody quicker than I probably would have if I hadn't had a coach.
0: Get a coach guys. Uh, I I waited two years to get a coach. I, I probably would have had a better start if I got a coach right away. And you know, that, that, that's all it takes. And, uh, your first point, sorry. Delegating. (laughs) Delegating. Yes. Yes. You want to spend your time doing income producing activities instead of income servicing, Mm -hmm. right? Anything that's below like $20 an hour, you got to be delegating that out so you can go and prospect and get more transactions. Thank you so much, Kaylin. Uh, how do we reach you? How do we send you referrals in Kelowna? And if we wanted to join your team.
1: Well, I'd say probably the easiest way to tell you is to go to Instagram or Facebook, uh, Kaylin England Real Estate.
0: Kaylin England Real Estate on IG. DM her, guys. Thank you so much for today. And uh, you're one of the most humble people that I know. You're doing big production. And, uh, you know, I can't be more happy for you. Oh, and thank you. Yeah. So let's go have a great week. Thank you again, Kaylin. Talk to you all
1: soon. Thank you so much for having me. See you guys.